Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Hey, if this is your first time with us, my name's Tim. I'm the senior pastor here at the Vineyard. I'm so happy you came out, and thank all of you, regular folks, too. We are in a series called The Lord's Prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. And we have these booklets available so that you can pick one up. They're free, and you can use them in your uh, devotional time or just to learn about the Lord's Prayer. So if they're out in the lobby, be sure and pick one up. And uh, we're about halfway through, maybe in it, and today we're going to talk about that portion called Your Will Be Done. Your will be done on earth as it is where in heaven. Your will be done. And as we've started, uh, when we started this series, and as uh, we begin each service, and also we're going to close it out this way, we're going to pray this prayer together, so we're going to put it up on the screens, and if you would, let's start this service by praying this prayer together. Here we go. You ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Father, thank you for this beautiful prayer, and uh, I ask for your help this morning. Lord, help me in my weakness that uh, you would come through, give me the gift of teaching over the next few minutes, and uh, Lord, breathe life on your scripture, on your word, to bring it alive to us, Lord, to make it where we can see the truth in it, and also it can breathe life into us as you breathe life on it, and as we look at it. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for who you are and what you've done. And we ask that you continue your great work in our lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you turn your handout over, uh, most people, if uh, you've been here for any time, know that I have a fill-in on the back side. That way you can just follow along with me. It keeps you centered. Maybe you can take it afterward and you can uh, maybe talk around the dinner table and uh, discuss it a little bit. And so uh, we're talking about your will be done. Your will be done. But you know what? Praying that, it's very difficult to pray that and pray that with uh, some joy and happiness. And this is your first fill-in. If we don't know that His will is good. His will is good. You've heard the saying sometimes, uh, if this is the way you treat your friends, God. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're going through such tough times that people that say, oh, God is good, you know, all the time and all of these things. And we're like, well, it doesn't seem to be going so good for me or so well for me right now. I want you to read Romans 12 too. It'll be up on the screens. But notice this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. And I think part of that is this negativity, this, you know, this, that no, things are not going well and all of this. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. What is God's will? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And what I find out, what I find even in my own life is that 
I don't pray this prayer maybe with as much conviction and expectation because sometimes I slide off center of just who God is. That I start kind of interpreting God with respect to maybe what's going on in my life right now. That, and so let me ask you this. Let's just look at it. Who is God and what is he like, honestly? Well, here's a, here's a few things. God said this. Jesus said this. It is toughest time on the planet. God forgive them. What? For they know not what they do. Does that sound like a good God? A God that looks out on this earth and says, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm glad he says that with me sometimes. It's like, look at them. He does not know what he's doing. But God, you know, forgive them. He doesn't know what he's doing. That's a picture of the goodness of God. Here's another one. Uh, and you might know this scripture. It's probably, might even be more popular than this prayer. And that is, God so loved the world that what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Does that sound like a good God? That sounds like a really good God. And that means that his will for us is good as well. What's another one? Even in the Old Testament, God says, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but with their sins I will not always strive. He takes no pleasure in it. He loves his creation. He wants the best for his creation. That is who God is. God seeks out the lonely. He says he puts them in families. Uh, he said one of the good parts of God, and you want to see how good he is, Jesus rebuked his own disciples because they wouldn't let the little children get to him. You know how people have handlers, you know, for famous speakers and such? You know, I was like, no, get away. You know, you can't touch the, this person. He is too important or whatever. Well, they were doing that with Jesus. You know, he can't, the master can't have children disturbing him. I mean, he teaches the masses, and Jesus says, let the kids come to me. Because such is the kingdom of God. The kingdom is where he gets his perfect will done. Such is where my will gets done. It's full of childlikeness, of that innocence, of that wanting to be there with someone and not put off by things. You know how children are so... I'm reading a book, and, and this particular uh, soldier was going in to meet the president, and he had his, his uh, young kids with him. And when his young kids went in, he said he had schooled them on how to behave in front of the children, uh, in front of the president. And as soon as they got in there, they dumped all of their gift package out on the presidential seal, you know, right on the middle of the floor. And and, uh, and then before they left, it was uh, George Bush's who he, they were meeting with. And before they left, his youngest one ran over and grabbed the president right around the leg. His children, you know, that attitude of I'm going to get to God, that is a part of God's goodness. He's saying, come, come to me. It's okay. Come with your childlikeness. Come with your brokenness. Come with what you have. Just come. Come to me. That's a good God. That's a good God. And we don't pray, God, your will be done in our lives as it is, you know, be done in our lives here on the earth as it is in heaven. If we don't believe he's good and if we don't believe his will is good, but it is very good. Uh, here's another one. Scripture tells us that, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God, but Jesus comes to do what? Give us life more abundantly. Does that sound like a good will? Does that sound like it's great? The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give us life more abundantly. So when I pray this part of the Lord's Prayer, when I get to, your will be done. 
I'm saying, your good, pleasing, perfect, wonderful will be done in my life, Lord. As it is done where? In heaven. Now, Brian shared, Pastor Brian shared last week about the kingdom. And I did such a wonderful job about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God or heaven is where God gets his way. It's the realm of his of where he rules and he reigns and he gets everything he wants in heaven, right? His will is done. And so we're to pray that just as his will is done there, his will is done here. We pray that and his will is good. Now, here's a little homework or not homework. We're going to do it right now. Your second fill in is this. And it's blank on that. It says his will is and there's a blank there. And what I want you to do is write in that blank Something that you know is God's will. And I'm not necessarily talking about in your life right now that you must do or have to do or whatever. But from what you know of God and his goodness, what is God's will? God's will. His will is. His will is. All you have to do is look at Jesus. Now, I want you to fill it out. Write something in there. If you watch Jesus' life and how he lived it and what he did, you will see God's will being done. What does, what's some of the things Jesus did? He healed people, right? He did. So, God's will is that people get healed, right? All right, what's some other things? Say that. Loving. Yeah, he loved people. I mean, he loved everybody. Some other things? Say that again. To be a light, light. yep. Feed the hungry. hungry. Tried to train his disciples in that, didn't they? They even had leftovers for another time. And he was like, where's the food you had leftover? You know, we, we had some leftover. And they're like, duh. You know, they were being brought along, kind of learning. Yep. Say that again. Fish? Yes, yes. See, when we pray this, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then whatever his will is in heaven and what is being done in heaven, we pray that be pulled right into the now. So, when we pray, there, are there any hungry people in heaven in the kingdom to come? Or is there any thirsty? Are there any lonely? Are there any orphans in heaven? No. Are there any people with broken hearts in heaven? No. Are there people who feel left out and disfranchised and pushed to the side? No. So we pray Lord, let us see heaven now. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, like some people have told me in my lifetime, because if I believe that God still heals, which you guys heard a great testimony from Terry Winterhalter last week, if you were here, of the breaking in of God's kingdom into the earth and how there's a moment's supernatural breakthrough, which is what we're praying for. But maybe you're thinking like some friends of mine say, well, Tim, if that's true, why don't you just go up to Grand Strand General 
and just walk down the halls and why don't you just pray for everyone and let's just see how many of them get healed. Well, we should probably be praying for each one. But here's the deal. We're missing something here. I want to read another scripture to you. I put this up. This is your... Uh, this is the third part of this, and, uh, or the second part of this. And we want, to, we want to pray, but we also want to not leave it just up to God to do something miraculous because we are a people of the kingdom. Uh, before I read the scripture, yeah, but hold that up for just a second. Uh, I'm going to I'm have to bring some of you along because I realize some people don't know what D-Day is. How many, how many people know what D-Day is? Yeah, there's a few of us in here. You took a history course, right, if you don't know. You know, I heard about that a lot from my dad, so I know things and from that, from that generation and all. But D-Day was, you've seen the movie if you haven't read it, you know, Saving Private Ryan, different movies like that. Normandy, when they stormed the beaches of France. Well, once they got on the beach and inland, the war was won. D-Day, that's called D-Day. That was decision. It was that June in, uh, you know, 44. And then May of, it took almost a whole nother year, though, before there was VE Day. Right? Victory in Europe Day. Now, what happened between D-Day and VE Day? They were still fighting. They were still skirmishes. I think we got a slide that you can, you can uh, see of this. Yeah. You see the difference? Now, let, this is the way it was explained to me in the vineyard, and it made so much sense when I first came in the vineyard. Here is God's will. Here is the kingdom of God. The cross and the resurrection is D-Day. Jesus won the victory when he came out of the grave. Right? I mean, he showed that death did not rule over him. He showed that enemies, that the enemy, Satan, would not rule over him. He came out of the grave. But are there still struggles? Are there still skirmishes in life where we have to pray for one another? Yes. V.E. day is when Jesus returns. V.E. day is when it all comes, when the kingdom comes in fullness back to this earth. And in the meantime, they were mopping up. They were taking care. There were skirmishes. There were battles to be waged. And that is where we live now. We live in that realm between the already. Jesus has come. He, has, he is the victor like we sing in here. But he is going to return one day and set up his kingdom in fullness. And in between, we are to pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth now. On the earth as it is in heaven. So we pray. And there are times... When we see a breakthrough and we see glimpses of what it's going to be like when Jesus does return. And you got a glimpse of that in that clip with Terry last week of what it's going to be like because there won't be any sick. There won't be any lonely when the kingdom comes in fullness. But in between the times, there are a lot of battles to be waged. Us praying for one another. Now, uh, if you think you're alone in your struggles with God at times and hearing like his kingdom coming in fullness and us to pray that and listen to these words because you're not alone. But I want you to listen to how this turns. This is King David. Remember him? You can almost turn to any psalm actually. You can turn like just turn to the book of Psalms and, and just pick one and you will see someone expressing their struggles just like you and I. 
do a time. Listen to this. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? <laughs> Felt like that? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But now watch the change. That's the not yet, right? But look how David, even in the Old Testament, look how his, how his outlook changes all of a sudden. But I trust in your unfailing love. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Do you see? Honesty pouring it out and suddenly the focus begins to change that indeed God is good. And so David's whole countenance, everything about his prayer at that time changes. It doesn't mean it's still not painful. It doesn't mean he's still not wondering. But he gets his eyes back on a good God who is good and it changes things for him. It doesn't mean he's still not in the midst of a battle. Uh, in Psalm 22, 1, there is, the psalmist says this, O oh Lord, why have you forsaken me? Does that sound familiar? Psalm 22.1. You know who else said that? Who else prayed that? Jesus did. As we're headed toward Easter now. In Mark 15.34. Jesus said the same thing. Lord why have you forsaken me? But it also tells us. As we look into the New Testament. That Jesus willingly suffered all of this for the joy set before him. That's in that interim period because he knew as he walked through this there was joy coming for me and you for salvation. And so there is an interim. And so we pray. We pray for the kingdom to come for us to see supernatural breakthroughs in our lives for people to be instantaneously amazingly healed right now. We pray that people's broken hearts be healed right now. But that's not where it ends. And your last villain is this, and that is his will is to become a reality. We're to see it on the earth as it is in heaven. It's, this is not like, we're not just, this is not a philosophy or a meditation or uh, like some other religions give us to try to change our way of thinking. No, we are praying a prayer that we actually want to see happen. We're not sitting there, your kingdom come, your will be done. You know, it's like, your kingdom come. Lord, let me see your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And I know, Lord, in heaven there are no hungry people. I know there are no hurting people. I know there's no cancer. There's no flu. There's no flu in heaven. So, Lord, would you come? Would you break into our earth, into this place, into this earth, this body right now? Let me see your will come now. Now, Lord. But listen, listen to this. Hebrews 10.36 it says this, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So this is your, where it says A in your handout. And that is, yes, we pray this, but we also obey it. We do it. Here's the two parts to this. He said, when you have done the will of God. Done the will of God. So, 
we're praying for the sick, right? Some of you may want to come up for the prayer team to pray for you in just a few minutes. Pray if you're sick and body. But you know what else we do? We do the will of God. How do we do it? We have doctors. We have nurses. We have counselors that do the will of God. We have friendships for those who are not, who don't have a close family group, who don't have someone to care for them. So we pray, Lord, bring them into your family. Yes, Lord, be their comfort, be their salvation. And what do we do? We do it. We reach out and we befriend those who have no friends. We comfort those who are going through loss. We counsel those who need help. We're there for them. We feed the hungry. We give water to the thirsty. We reach out into our neighborhoods and we say, look, I don't know how everybody else in the world is doing, but I'll tell you this. The gift of hospitality is a part of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a big welcome mat. And even the word hospitality in the Bible is to welcome the stranger. That is our joy and that is our part of our call. As we pray for his kingdom to come, we also do it. We persevere in the doing of welcoming the stranger. To giving our love to them. To doing what we can to see that they find a place of love and acceptance. That is a part of the call. And we do that. You know, we can pray it. And God can miraculously do it, and we want to see that, but we're also called to do it. You get this? So that's why when someone says, hey, why don't you go up to Grand Strand and pray for the sick? And if, you, if that's really true, then those people will get up out of their beds, and they'll walk out of there. And I'm like, yeah, I should be up there praying, and we should pray for them to miraculously be healed. And I think some and more should be healed, and we should be praying and believing more for that. But you know what? We're also persevering in doing it. The church has led the way throughout history when it comes to medical care. I mean, in education, the church was the leaders and the founders of universities from the beginning. Hospitals were built by churches. The first 150 years of the church, they were known for taking in those who couldn't be cared for by themselves. That was the kingdom coming. I mean, you stand back and pray about it, yes, but we do it as well. And in the doing, we actually see it. Like this scripture says, you know, um, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Do you get this? Not, we're doing it. And as we're doing it, we're receiving it. And we continue to pray for breakthroughs. Continue to pray that people who are broken and hurt, like all of us have been at times, or maybe even right now, who are either sick in body, emotionally, mentally, lonely. We pray for God to break in and show his great love and affection in such a way that it changes life. But that's not all we do. We persevere in stepping into it. Going, we are a kingdom people. We pray that your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So I'm going to do your will, Lord. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be welcoming. I'm going to be part of the healing of another person's life. I'm going to do that. And at the same time, I'm going to continue to pray that God break in, break in, break in. Heal, heal, Lord. Come in and change things. Make them as they're going to be when you come with your kingdom and fullness. So we pray. Your kingdom, your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Maybe this morning 
you know, one of the great good things about God is that he grants us what's called repentance. Some people kind of get wigged out over the word repentance because we think, you know, it's where you really, you're torn up. And some of us get like that, and that's good and all. But repent really means this. I was going this direction, and God said, hey, let's go this way. So I turned and went this way. You get this? I mean, that's what repentance actually means. It's like, hey, I was going or I was going down my own road, my own destruction, all of this. But Jesus says, come and follow me into what we're talking about, into this life, into this life of the kingdom. And we turn because of his grace and his mercy, because of what he's done on the cross. We turned and we looked at him and we began to follow him. That's a great gift and a great and wonderful sign of the love and the goodness of God's will for us. Maybe today that's your, you know, that's where you are. This is God's gift to you. This is a part of his good and perfect will is that you turn from going this way and you turn and go that way. Repentance. Oh, Jesus, I see who you are. I don't see it all, but I see enough to know this is good. It's a good kingdom and it has a good king. A good king. And so I'm going to turn and I'm going to follow you. Or maybe some of you, you, you need a breakthrough in your life this morning. You need God to do something very deep. And you want him to bring heaven, to bring his realm where he gets his way into your life right now. You want that. This would be a great time to pray this prayer and pray this part of the prayer with a great surrender, but also conviction and confidence that God is a good God and his will is a good will for me. And who knows? As people pray for you, we get glimpses of the kingdom. Those of you who know Jesus Christ, you got the greatest glimpse of the kingdom when you came to know him. Every second Sunday, we take communion here. And every time I pick up those little juice and the bread... Break it open. I go right back to May 1st, 1971 when I met Jesus at a surfing contest. I go right back to it because that's where I turned. And I remember what he, the price he paid and all for me. And I go, God, you are such a good God. Because honestly, you know, I don't think we find God. I don't think we find Jesus. I think he found us. I have to be honest with you, and I hope you're not a paranoid person, but God is after you. (laughs) He's after you. And he's relentless. He's relentless with his love, with his affection, and with his desire to have you as a part of his good kingdom. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that you are a good God. And that your will is good for our lives. And when we don't see the fullness of your kingdom in this life, we know that there are those who come around us, Lord. And we want to be those people who come around us to show us what it's like to live in that kingdom, where there are people who care, where there is compassion. And when we can't even see that, like David, Lord, we change our perspective and we look to you, knowing that you are a good God. And knowing that we live in that period of time between the already and the not yet of where you get your way completely on this earth. So in the meantime, we pray this prayer. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, 
who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.